everybody. Welcome to the Big Z Podcast again. Um, we are back talking about the NFL. It is halfway through the NFL season. Week 8 has just wrapped up. Most teams have played 8 games. Some have played 7, depending if they had a buy or not. Um, but a lot of good stuff going on in the NFL. And I'm joined, as always, uh, on Thursday by Barney. Barney, welcome back, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. Coming off a good betting week, huh? Very good, very good. What was, what was the record? Uh, five and one. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. So I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad. I know I get mad at one guy every week. I'm not gonna get mad at Mason Rudolph. All right, so, so I'll just be a bigger <laughs> man. Oh man, uh, you should be mad at the Dolphins more. <sighs> I can't get mad at Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, I mean. And our listeners should look forward to the end of this podcast, as always, for Barney's Best Bet. As always. So let's. I want to start this conversation not talking about necessarily what happened last week, but the current state of things um, in far, as far as the playoff race goes. Um, the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers both re- are the remaining undefeated teams in the NFL. Can, can we have a Tom Brady, Jimmy G Super Bowl? Oh, that would be pretty cool, man. I, I wow. Mean, I mean, that would really be something. Jimmy G isn't even playing that great, to be honest. The the San Francisco 49ers as a team as a whole, though, are just like just unbelievable right now. Yeah, they're an animal. I mean, honestly, they're they're a blueprint for uh, Shanahan. I I mean, that defense is it just speaks for itself. It's smothering. Uh, I mean, it just smoked the uh, the Panthers that I was relatively thinking it was going to be a little bit of a close game, just low scoring. But uh, you pair that really good defense with, you know, the mind of Kyle Shanahan. And uh, I mean, it's it's no secret. I, I didn't think they'd be this good. But I mean, Nick Bosa coming in like oh, yeah. he's kicking ass. Nick Bosa might be defensive player of the year. And we'll, I mean, we'll get to these categories in a little bit, but. I mean, that guy's playing out of his mind. His pick? Did you see his interception this week? That was pretty cool. He got cut block. He like sprawled like a like a cheetah, I would say, and then jumped up like a good a uh, foot like immediately to pick that off. And to have the hands to pick that off as a D lineman, incredible. I, I didn't know guys that big could be that athletic. I mean, that was an athletic move right there. Oh yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. So let's look at the rest of. Um, yeah, look, let's go. Let's start with the AFC. The Colts are the number two seed right now. The season ended today. How about that? Andrew Luck retires. The Colts would end as a two seed. Then there's the Ravens at five and two as well. Um, Baltimore, ha- uh, their Colts have the tie break best on win percentage in conference games. Then there's the Chiefs, the four seed. Patrick Mahomes, less Chiefs, going one and one so far without him. Then the Bills are the five seed, the wild card. Then the Texans at five and three would be the six seed. Um, Jaguars, Texans, closely following behind a four and four. Then the Steelers, Raiders, and Chargers, um, three and four. Chargers are three and five. I'm sorry. Then they got the Browns, two and five. Denver, two and six. So I mean, the the AFC is the much weaker conference for sure. Um, who do you let's let's see uh, let's let's talk about the AFC South. Who do you think is going to win that conference? Is it the Colts? Is it the Texans? Is it the Jaguars or Titans? I mean, it's it's really close. Five two, five and three, four and four, four and four, and uh, respectively. I was high in the Jaguars coming into the season. I didn't realize Gardner Minshew would be playing like at such an elite level because uh, I assume Nick Foles and he's doing things that Nick Foles can't do, like move around in the pocket. Thirteen touchdowns, two interceptions. Room. What? Who do you like to win this division? Uh, you know, in the beginning of the season, we kind of butted heads there. You went Jacksonville, I went Houston. Um, I still like Houston, uh, but Indianapolis is definitely the most balanced team. You know, they got a solid defense, uh, a solid offense, even with uh, Andrew Luck retiring. Looks like they got a real bargain out of uh, out of Brissett. But, um, you know, I, I expect... Honestly, I think two guys are coming out of this one. I think uh, personally, I think Houston and Indianapolis are are making it. One of them being the wild card. I'm gonna still stick with Houston just because that shows them in the beginning. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a tough division. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, let's focus on a different division now. Um, that that one's the most exciting in terms of like the race towards the end because I think the AFC North is pretty much wrapped up with the Baltimore Ravens uh, five and two. Steelers are three and four. 
Um, it's a pretty weak three and four in terms of that. <laughs> the team that just played the Miami Dolphins on Monday night, I don't think is going to the playoffs. No, not a chance. Um, they they just don't they just don't have it. The Cleveland Browns. They are literally handing the ball off to the other team at this point. <laughs> Did you see that trouble pass he threw to the D tackle of the Patriots? I think Danny Shelton it was. That that was impressive. Unbelievable. And not only that, um, was it the play before? Or two plays before. They had three consecutive plays with the turnover. First time in three years that's happened. So the first one the first one was the one where their offensive lineman literally kicked the ball out of Chubb's hand. If. Kyle Van Noy submarine the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman then like kind of did a flip, and his foot knocked the ball out of Chubb's hand, and the Patriots took it in for an easy touchdown. And then Chubb had a seventy-yard touchdown or had a run and got the ball knocked out, and then the shovel passed to the other team. I mean, that's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and in conjunction with that, my favorite thing from that game isn't even all those turnovers. It was Freddie Kitchens um, late in the game. It was fourth and 11, six and a half minutes left. They're down 17 points, so three scores. On fourth and 11, on their own 30, they take a delay a game. They take a delay game penalty, so it's fourth. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's fourth and 11. They line up to punt, and then when they line up to punt, they false start intentionally, Freddie Kitchens said, so they can go for it on fourth down. So somewhere, <laughs> they didn't call timeout. They... Uh, it, I mean, th- this doesn't make any sense. No, 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 no. It's statistically, it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> fourth and fi- or fourth and sixteen is a hell of a lot easier than fourth and eleven. He intentionally false started to go for on fourth down. Like, he can't. The, the guy can't make up his mind. He challenged a pass interference in that game that was absolutely terrible. I mean, the rest have been pretty bad with pass interference, but that was an obvious not pass interference, and he. And he threw the flag. I, I don't know why they're still throwing the flags. I mean, it's they're making it a point of emphasis, and I mean they, as in the the refs, to not turn over or you know uh, call an additional pass interference. They're not changing the rule. They're trying to make everybody to say, you know, quit throwing the flag here because they are just not doing it. Yeah, I mean it's it's unbelievable. The Cleveland Browns, oh boy, and then the Bengals in that division, zero oh and eight. We don't even need to discuss right now for this no. podcast. Um, the AFC West: Kansas City Chiefs five and three, Raiders three and four, Chargers three and five. Is this still the Chiefs' division to lose? Yes. Can the Chargers or Raiders make a run? The Raiders have a lot of talent on that team. They have like a decent enough talent to at least maybe make a run. Their yeah. de- their defense kind of is not holding up though. No, their defense is pretty bad, and and you know they'll just get absolutely torn up by the you know the the top tier teams. But um, you know they're they're playing a lot better than I expected them to. Uh, but yeah, I mean I don't I don't see Kansas City losing this. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So I mean, the Patriots and who who's the biggest threat to the Patriots in the AFC at this point? Um, honestly, probably still the Chiefs. Uh. You know, I I think She's it's pretty, full strength. Yeah, I think it's pretty weak here, but um, you know, Baltimore Ravens. That's uh, going to be a fun game. Uh, we, we might be talking about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, honestly, I think this, especially with with how good the defense is and historic the defense is, uh, you know, they're not even surrendering a touchdown uh, to the average opponent. So, I don't see Tom Brady really getting derailed, other than if Pat Mahomes goes off. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, I would agree with you. The Chiefs are probably the biggest threat. Man, this AFC is weak. Um, maybe maybe the Ravens, if they can figure out their defense a little more. Um, but, boy, maybe with Andrew Luck, if he was healthy, if he, um, for the Colts, that would have been the biggest threat. Oh, definitely. I would, I would agree with that. But the Colts were even lucky to survive this week uh, after <laughs> Uh, Anna Minitari missed an extra point, but made the game-winning 50-plus yarder. <laughs> uh, interesting season for that guy. Well, let's go over to the NFC, the one we're maybe a little more familiar with. And this one is fascinating. So let me pull up the uh, the playoff standings right now. So I said the 49ers are obviously number one undefeated, followed by the Saints at 7-1, and one, then Green Bay at 7-1. and one. And then the four seed would be the Cowboys because the um, top four seeds are all division winners. The five seed would be the Seahawks at six and two, the Vikings at six and two, followed by the Rams in the seventh spot, five and three, Panthers four and three, Lions three three and one, that classic gold tie, um, Eagles four and four, Cardinals three four and one, 
The Bears. Could have been four and three. Missed a field goal. <laughs> three and four. Um, Tampa Bay. We'll get to them in a moment. Tampa Bay Buccaneers two and five. Giants two and six. Falcons one and seven. Redskins one and seven. That is a brutal bottom of the NFC right there. Um, let's let, let's talk about the Bears first. All right, let's just get out of the way, shall we? Does Matt Nagy deserve to be fired? No. Okay. However, uh, however, a lot of Bears fans on the radio however, would disagree. That's for sure. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, but that's Chicago, that's Chicago that's talk radio. For exactly. You. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like he—he's kind of handling it poorly, though. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he's like saying he, the way he's addressing the media and stuff like that about not wanting to, you know, go go down that road when they ask him certain questions. Like, dude, no, like you're the one that fucked it up. You know that whole that whole debacle at the end of that first half where you know we're on the one yard line and <laughs> and we run it down and then and then uh you know throw a uh i'm sorry spike the ball and 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 put up a 19 yard fucking field goal when we got the ball on the three yard line it's bullshit i mean he's he is not playing well or coaching well at all um i'm not uh i'm not gonna you know defend him in that standpoint but you know he's the coach of the year last year i don't see him losing his job right now hilarious that bears fans are booing off their team to halftime when they have the lead. We expect more. <laughs> you expect more than the lead? A lead's a lead. Okay. I know what you're saying. I know we, what you're saying. At that point, we had but three We had three red zone. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry. We had three first and goals, and we didn't get one touchdown. Well, think, so that's well, what we were well, fucking mad I think about. I read that they had 20 red zone plays for 12 yards or and, something like that. Yeah, and 10 of those plays went for uh, negative negative yards. <laughs> oh, um, It's bullshit. But I, I I just I can't believe they took a knee and settled for a forty-one yard field goal. Do you know how many times that has now worked out? It ha- it happens a a ton. Yeah, I mean, and, and the it, stats didn't even back it. Actually, the stats were said the opposite. You should get closer because you have a bigger chance. You have less a chance of because I think you argue like you might get a holding call to bring you out, but there's a lesser chance of that happening than the odds of you making a field goal from 41 yards away or missing a field goal missing field yeah goal. i mean and then the, the chance odds of holding goal is 5% the chance of making or missing the 41 yard field goal is like 15% yeah and if you gain 5 yards you know the the chance of uh the odds of making that go up to like 80%, you know, so I don't do, I don't agree with it. Matt Nagy's like, well, you know, a lot of things can happen if they know you're going to run, you're probably going to lose 2 yards. It's like, dude, when you kneel the ball, you lose 2 yards. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's just he has no faith in Trubisky, which I just he can't say that, but that's what he meant. He had no fucking faith in him. Trubisky's a bum. You know, I'm just I'm tired of this shit and I'm just relieved that we didn't trade for Andy Dalton on Monday because or on Tuesday because a lot know, of people man. were saying that. I mean, I, I feel like you could get I don't know the fourth rounder for him. It wouldn't take much to get him into your locker locker room. I don't know. I don't I don't know, man. Uh I think that's a type of player I'm, that just needs a new home. I'm starting the uh, I'm starting the TB12 to Chicago next year. Oh uh, <laughs> no, that's not he's, happening. He's gonna he's gonna want to come play for the Bears, baby. <laughs> oh, but those rumors are wild. Uh, how the you know he hasn't really uh, you know diffused them by any means. He's no, kind of letting no. It out there. I think because he's in a contract negotiation type thing. There's yeah, no way. I mean, there's there's, there's no there's, way Robert Kraft lets him leave. No, not at all. Um, no way, but. If he does, he's coming to the Bears. <laughs> I'll sit outside his house for months straight if I have to. Oh God! All right. So I mean, let's let's focus here on these divisions as well because there's a lot of good uh, races here in the NFC. Yeah, this one's going to be a little bit more tough to to predict. Let's go to the NFC East first. That's Cowboys four and three and Eagles four and four. We don't need to talk about the Giants or the Redskins. The Cowboys. Um, Going off the bye here. The Eagles with a big win on the road in Buffalo. Not an easy place to win by any means. Who do you like in this division, Barney? Because I I think I want to lean Cowboys based on how they looked the first time. But the Eagles have known to come on strong in the second half of the season. They did it last year as well. Yeah, and they're going to need to because their defense, I mean, their their cornerbacks are just awful. Um, I mean, again, like remember when we were talking about how uh, they made Kirk Cousins look like, you know, John Elway. But anyway, uh, I, I, I think uh, 
the Cowboys are probably going to take this one. I, you know, right now there's only a half a game separating them. I expect it to go, you know, uh, uh, around the same parameters, um, you know, towards the end of the year. I think the the Eagles might be able to carve out a um, a wild card spot, but I mean that, that those two wild card spots are going to be real tough to come by because this whole NFC is is pretty competitive. I, it's ridiculously competitive. Um, just looking at the Eagles' remaining schedule, they have the Bears this week. Then they have the Patriots and the Seahawks. So that's three losses. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't <laughs> say three kidding. losses, I'm man. Kidding. Uh, they're they're like uh, near touchdown favorites this week. I think uh, against the Bears, right? Five points, yeah. Five points, yeah. Um, but that's three straight home games for the Eagles too. They've had a lot of they've had three straight road games, so they they have a lot of room to make up there. Then they play the Dolphins, Giants, and Redskins, and Giants again late in the season. So that that's like four wins right there. This should be pretty interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Wentz's stats are much like Aaron Rodgers, where you know he's kind of wishy washy on the road, but he's got like an eighty percent win percentage at home. So him facing. You know, the Patriots at home, Seahawks at home, and my tough Bears at home. You know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, if that win percentage, um, you know, holds. And then the Cowboys have the Giants, a win. Vikings probably lost. Lions, that's a loss. That's a loss. Um, <laughs> Patriots lost. Bills win. I'll say at Bears. Just say That'll it. be an interesting one. Rams. Oh, man, the, the Cowboys have a lot tougher schedule. I think it bodes pretty well. I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win this division okay. to, near the end of the season. Good, good. Um, probably 9-7 and seven is what I'd say you can win that division at this point. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's go to the NFC North. So the Green Bay Packers 7-1, Vikings 6-2, and two, Lions 3-3-1, three and, three and one, and the Bears 3-4. and four. Uh, Man, so, it, it seems like... The Lions and Bears are going to need a lot of things to go their way in order to win this division. So let, let's just count them out for the sake of this conversation right now. Even though I really don't want to count out my, my team. And I know you don't either. Unless you do. I don't know. Bears. No, no. The fucking Bears are toast. Man. Oh. So I got I got the bad Lions news are, for man. you. The Lions are too. No way, man. No way. If the, pa- only, if the Packers weren't 6-1 and, one the Lions and, are and the Vikings one game. weren't 6-2, and two, then, I, then I would say... Then and I'm just I'm only talking about the winning one, the division, not not making the playoffs. The Lions are one game away from getting gypped by the refs. I totally agree. To being but it's uh, still a loss, like a game and a half out of this division lead. I, I think talent wise, they are definitely one of the top six, eight teams in the in the NFC. But but the way that the the breaks have fallen the other teams' ways, it's completely screwed you. So guys. so if we have to, who would you pick be between the Vikings and the Packers? There's something about the I, Packers team that just oh, there's something I don't like necessarily. I think they're they're playing over their talent a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings are going to take this in the end. I I, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the boogeyman Aaron Rodgers here. Um, he's having a phenomenal year. The last two games he's year, had, yeah. you know, have been great. Um, and he's been doing it without Devontae Adams. So. Um, I'm gonna go with with the Packers here as much as I hate to, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't see I don't see Kirk Cousins and his whole you know failing record versus uh, better teams, uh, <laughs> you know like surpassing the Green Bay Packers. I just think Delvin Cook's playing way above what they're expecting, um, and that's gonna negate that factor a little bit more. Okay. And their defense is still like extremely legit, and they can maintain. Uh, Aaron Rodgers when they come when he comes to Minnesota and I think that'll be a big game. Yeah, and and yeah, which is the second week, uh, week sixteen. Well, yeah, and 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 one thing I'm kind of failing to mention that reason why I really like the Green Bay Packers is you know they had such a shitty year last year, so the non divisional games or non conference games, everyone that they're facing is like I don't know, did they take fourth or third in the division last year? Who? The Packers. The Packers Regard- took the. Uh, Third, yeah. So I mean, they're they're facing the third best in in those conference games. So, um, you know, I just think they have an easier schedule mm-hmm, than the true. Vikings. So, I'm gonna that's that's you know I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. That's there. a good point. All right, let's move on to the NFC South, where the Saints are at seven and one, Panthers four and three, Buccaneers two and five, Falcons one and seven. Um, Saints. <laughs> yeah, we can go. To the I don't. Next I don't one. even think another team makes the playoffs in this division. No. It's not good unless Cam Newton maybe can come back and play at full Cam Newtonness. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that's asking a lot, though. He has a pretty bad injury that uh, kind of takes like a few, usually a full season to heal. With yeah, the foot, with the I, foot. I, I'm, I'm with you. Only the Saints are coming out here. Yeah, the, the Panthers' defense is good, but uh, the offense is just serviceable enough, as we saw against the 49ers when they go up against a good team. Doesn't look so good. Doesn't look so good. Well, let's go to the NFC West. This is a really fun division. This has turned out to be more of a fun of it, more fun of a division than a lot of people were expecting, especially the 49ers, seven and zero. But right behind them is the Seahawks at six and two, the Rams at five and three, and even the Cardinals kind of staying at three, four and one. Um, do you see the 49ers slipping at all? Uh, you know, maybe slipping a bit, but I, I, I think they're gonna take the take the division here. Honestly, I think this division might hail the two wild cards. Uh, it just depends on how that Jalen Ramsey trade, uh, works out for, works out for the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, they're, they're sitting at five and three, I think yeah. a, a game back from, uh, the Vikings. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard for this division to get two teams just because they're, they're going to beat up on each other, you know? They're, oh yeah. They're yeah. are going to get losses that way. But, um, Looking at the 49ers schedule, they have the Cardinals on Thursday night this week, then the Seahawks and the Cardinals again, then the Packers and the Ravens and Saints. That's a tough stretch. Falcons, Rams, and Seahawks in the season. Um, I I can see like three to four losses right there. They, sure. They're really talented. I I want to see Jimmy G have to like step up in a game. He hasn't had to do it all year. I don't think he can right now. He doesn't look that great. He hasn't been asked to. But he's Kyle just, Shanahan is such a good coach. He's just... Doing what he's supposed, what he's told to do. He's handing the ball off spectacularly right now. They run the ball sixty percent of the time, over sixty percent, I think. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of like how the Rams did last year. Most of their stuff's out of the play action. It's working, so you know they they got one of the best, better lines. So, uh, you know, just kind of Iowa football. You know, like uh, it's going to be boring, but move those trenches and and get in that end zone. Well, if you want to talk about boring off, nah, I don't need to throw it out there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you've done enough. <laughs> um, all right. So what is your uh, NFC championship prediction? Who's going to go to the Super Bowl as of today? Besides your team, and I will leave the Lions out of it. Okay, so I can't pick the Bears. If I got to pick somebody else, uh, I think, honestly, the favorite is going to be, if, is going to be the Saints. Uh, I think it's going to yeah. be... Man, I think it's going to be something. I mean, I want to go with. They just won six in a row with Teddy Bridgewater, or five in a row with Teddy Bridgewater, and Drew Brees came back and looked like he hadn't lost a step. I want to go with with Sam Fran uh, just because they're the more logical uh, choice. They have a, a complete team, but. They do, I agree. There's something about playoff Russell that's making me say I mm. think it's going to go Saints. Saints Seahawks depending on well I guess it really depends on how it's broken up you know but you know if uh, I I'm gonna still go Saints and Saints and Seahawks all right so I I think I'm gonna go Vikings and Saints in the NFC championship Ooh. a little uh, rematch of the Minnesota miracle game wow and the Saints are gonna go to the Super Bowl I think they just look good they're so well coached so well coached um, every their defense is playing excellently uh just enough at where the offense is effective that 49ers defense is really good i think they're still a year away from they just need like they play that playoff experience maybe i'm wrong because i actually it's funny i think the team with the most the best chance to beat the patriots in the super bowl would be the 49ers because i think the patriots are bad against the run and the 49ers are obviously elite. and kyle shanahan's already proven that he could beat a bill belichick um, defense pretty much in that Super Bowl where they at least three quarters. Three right? Yeah, they, <laughs> they can beat them for three quarters. No, I I, I agree. I honestly I think uh, I'm I'm happy to see the NFC being so uh, deep because in a in a in a conference like the AFC where I I honestly think that the Patriots are going to walk to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's nice to see that they're I think they're going to have some real quality opponents. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Let's go to midseason MVP as well. Um, who is most likely to win MVP at this point? Um, the top candidates, at least based on you know re- reading articles and people doing these halfway ones. Um, right now, I believe it's Russell Wilson. The uh, Sean Watson has been thrown in there a lot, although he's lost some steam. Aaron Rodgers has been thrown up there as well. It, it definitely seems like. 
Russell Wilson's to lose at this point based on how everything's shaping up. He has 17 touchdowns, one interception. Aaron Rodgers, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with, with how... I, I, I honestly think the resurgence of Green Bay's offense uh, these last four games or so kind of puts Aaron Rodgers... You know, I, I think it's a two-headed race right now uh, with Wilson and Rodgers right, you know, above everybody else, head and shoulders. But um, yeah, I, I think I think Russell's gonna gonna take this one. Can I throw out a dark horse candidate, please? Oh, and also I should mention Patrick Mahomes. Even though he's missed the last two games, fifteen touchdowns, one interception. So do not count him out at all. No, no, um, he's still very much up there, especially if it can come come back this week. But a dark horse candidate, I want to talk about. Can you guess who it is if I want to talk about him with a lot of passion? It's Matt Stafford, man. Matt Stafford. I'm shocked. Having the best season of his career by far. 16 touchdowns, four picks. Um, He is literally carrying that team on his back. They have the worst rushing attack in the entire league, and it doesn't even matter. Um, (laughs) He was built for that. Um, I mean, my God, the Lions might be 0-7 right now without him. He's single-handedly carrying a team, and that is what an MVP is. They they, they carry a team. They're the most valuable player for that uh, that team. Now, they need to make a big run here in the second half if he wants to win that award, and they, they can do it. They play the Bears twice. They have the Redskins. They have the Raiders this week. They can make a big run here in the second half, especially if they can beat the Vikings and Packers late in the season. Yeah, I'll, I'll add this. If... If Detroit makes the playoffs, in which I've already been verbally against, <laughs> I don't think they will because of the way things have shaken out so far. But if they make the playoffs, uh, I mean, it's going to be completely reliant on Matt Stafford. So I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, he did. He did. But that's a big, big if. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it is. it definitely is. It definitely is. But I think there's a path there for them to make it if they can um, beat who they're supposed to beat. For sure. Um, it, it's a fascinating matchup here, too. Also, look out for Kirk Cousins, I guess. I'm Do not look out for I Kirk Cousins. I threw him out. I had Dude, to. Okay. You he brought, has 13 touchdowns, three okay, interceptions, okay, okay, okay. and he's point three behind Russell Wilson for the top quarterback rating in the league. Quarterback I had rating to throw don't him out mean there. shit, though. I mean, uh, <laughs> honestly, the the what didn't what's his name? Uh, Sam Bradford have have like the best quarterback rating three <laughs> or so years ago while he was in Minnesota. It's because it's because he's asked to do the bare fucking minimum. All right, he's not. He's not good. Don't even don't even mention Kirk Cousins' name ever again. <laughs> I, I mean, I had to. Um, he has the leading rusher in yards and touchdowns on his team, so that is definitely a factor for him not to win it. Dalvin Cook has 823 yards already, nine touchdowns. Great fantasy player. Yeah, and honestly, I thought I didn't. Uh, the next guy up, Fournette. I I did not see him having this good of a year. Uh, Fournette, man, in, in the uh, beginning of the season, they were talking about maybe releasing him before the season, and they, uh, he, yeah, he's had a fan, he's had a phenomenal year. Uh, maybe it's because they have a passing game for once. Gardner Minshew, yeah, man. man. That that maybe I think it's and, because you're absolutely right. The talk of their offense is Gardner Minshew, whether he's the better guy or not, right? Yeah. But but before it's always been got to stop Leonard Fournette. Yeah, because they would just load the box with Borles or whatever uh, shitty quarterback they had in there before. Um, and, and talking about Gardner Minshew, that kind of leads me into my next category, which is Offensive Rookie of the Year. And it's hard for me to say uh, it's not Gardner Minshew at this point. 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. Oof. I mean, the, the guy's playing unbelievable. Oh, okay. But but are you saying are you saying he's got it? You know, in the bag right now. Like, if I, I the think season def- were to end right now, would you put him in? Would you say that? Because I, I'll throw out one name at least that I that I think can rival that. Kyler Murray. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jacobs. After, ah, after, yeah, after, after yeah. Another- His name's definitely in the conversation. He is uh, six in the league in rushing right now. Six hundred twenty yards, five yards a carry, and four touchdowns on the year, at least rushing wise. Um, but. I'm not against Gardner I mean, winning it. I would Gardner be Minshew's pumped got, if Gardner won. Gardner Minshew's got like the story behind him too, you know, right? For sure. Uh, coming in week one, th- playing excellent against a good team, and just carrying that team to a four four record uh, is the first viable quarterback they've had in a long time. And just the the plays he makes look like uh, plays a lot of people other can't make. Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray's name is still thrown out there a lot for this award as well. 
Yeah, um, I think you can't really forget about Kyler Murray, but he would he would need to have a little better second half. Right now, he's at seven touchdowns, four um, interceptions, but he's obviously running the ball effectively as well for that Cardinals team, and they're winning. They're three, four, and one. It might come down to record even. Uh, the Jaguars four and four. Gardner Minshew. They took the ball out of his hands against that Texans uh, team earlier in the year. They're going to play each other in London again this week. Yeah, yeah. They went for two. Remember that? They went for two to win it. Yep. They handed up to Fournette on the goal line. Such yep. a shame. <laughs> Such a shame how that one turned out. I will um, say uh, this this one is a little bit more of an exciting watch than, than the rookie of the year for defensive side. Oh, this is a clear clear front runner. I mean, I could just throw out a second and a third place right now just for shits and giggles, but I mean, it's it's 100% going to be Bosa as long as he stays healthy. I would put out there um, Devin Bush you know, just because he's he's doing yeah, well, he's with, playing uh, really well with for Pittsburgh, them. and then you know maybe like in a normal year, Devin Bush might win ro- defensive rookie of the in year. a normal year. <laughs> absolutely, he's definitely got the stats for it. But I, I mean, what's hey, his name? It's just uh, Bosa. I mean, we're talking about him for regular defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's hard to disagree. I would either put him or um, the other defensive player of the year, uh, Collins, on New England. Jamie Collins is playing out of his mind for New England right now. Uh, I, I, I that'd be my defense player of the year, Jamie Collins. But a close second might be Nick would be Nick Bosa for me. I think uh, I think you're passing up. Uh, I'm not not here to brag, but he was the who I said in the beginning of the year. I think Miles Garrett's on an absolute terror as yeah. well. Um, I feel like you got to they need win, to win though. games. Yeah, you're not going to win defense player of the year, and you're losing. They need to win games. Fortunately, they have one of the weaker. Weaker divisions, so there's still plenty of time for That's Baker true. and company. But, but yeah, uh, if there's three people, I think it's uh, exactly the three that you just mentioned. Yeah, Miles Garrett is ten sacks. Tyler Shaquille Bear for the NFL lead. Um, Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa both have seven sacks on the year. But Nick Nick Bosa is uh, just playing out of his mind, and maybe drawing a little more attention because he is the first overall pick. But he's clearly made a big difference on that defense. So you would you say that was a good business decision that he yeah. uh, that he stood out the rest of the his time at Ohio State? Oh uh, <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, I mean, but how, how about Jamie Collins? He has thirty five solo tackles, forty four tackles overall, six sacks, has three interceptions. He's deflect. He's uh, broken up four passes. He has a touchdown, and he's forced two fumbles. I mean, I, the guy is just unbelievable. I rolled my eyes. And they got him for nothing. I rolled my <laughs> eyes when they got him back from Cleveland. They, they traded him away for a third-round pick, got him back two years later, and he is playing at all-pro level. Yeah, I mean... All, he, he, all the best the best defensive player right now. I mean, Bel- Belichick is very Master. happy with, uh, with him coming back. <laughs> Because the way he left, that was kind of an ugly situation because they were just flat out telling him, we ain't paying you. And then he got mad, so then they shipped him to the Browns, and then he came back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 insane. Belichick should win Coach of the Year every year. Uh, Honestly, just the, way, just the way he coaches it is incredible. This 100% is not being a Packer hater. They should rename the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy. It is. He is... He, a far better guy. coach. Yeah. He is he is the head and shoulders I would agree. the best coach. Just like everyone would say MJ's is, you know, by far mm. the best basketball player. Belichick, there's just no there's no argument with that. Should they name the Super Bowl MVP trophy after Tom Brady then too? Dude, Tom Brady's a man. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. They have need something after him, right? The guy um uh, I mean we could go on about them. Um but let's let's uh move on. Let's move on to the top three games um, for the upcoming week. And I'll I'll start with you. What's your number three for this week? So we got week nine in the NFL coming up. Yeah, I think... Uh, There's a lot of good games this we week. We hit on it a little bit earlier today. Um, I think uh, the, the revenge game, you know, the, the, the extra point. Um, Texans, Jaguars. It's all the way in Wembley Stadium, so we're gonna have to get up early for that one. I love morning football. It's the best, man. So it do is I. the best. Yeah, especially in this weekend where you know we're gonna about to get dumped on with snow. Stay inside, get some hot cocoa, put a little Bailey's in it. Let's get a little crazy, <laughs> and let's watch some football <laughs> at nine in the morning. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, and a lot of these games this week, a lot of close spreads. A lot. Of, last week we were talking about all these double digit spreads, but a lot of close, a uh, lot more unpredictable this week. So my number three is going to be the Vikings and Chiefs. So the Vikings are at the Chiefs. Um, there's no line in this game right now because they don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to play. I think he will. It seems like he's. It seems like he's going to. Uh, based on what they were saying last week about his knee. I actually like the Vikings in this game, but it's just a fascinating matchup. Great defense. Um, the the Chiefs can really stop the run. I, I I really like the Vikings. I I think in this matchup, but I really want to see what the Chiefs can do. I think to make it close. The Chiefs are horrible at home. They're one and three. I think right now. Yeah, they're crazy. They got to figure things out. Um, but that's my number three. So what's your number two, Barney? That was my number two. So ah. um, you know we could just skip on over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I'm gonna go Titans Panthers. All I, right. I, I I, I want to see if Ryan Tannehill can continue to win with uh for the with this uh, Titans team. I'm, are, are you? I, I don't know why. It, the, the, you don't think this would be on top of my list, but I just found it really um intriguing for this week. I, no, no, no. I just I, I the, the word <laughs> Titans just kind of make me laugh. That's all. <laughs> Oh, how did you like Cody Parkey making some big field goals for the Titans this week while that, Eddie Pinero missed? Yeah, that, I mean, it's all right. Cody Parkey's first uh, field goal this year was off the, off the post, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. had a good laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, the Bears and the kicking. It, 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 they thought they had a fix, and then it just slips right back into the That's yeah, all right. It's going to happen. But, yeah, um, I, I think Cam Newton might even play in this game, and if that's the case, it'll make the game that much more fascinating. Um, but I really want to see what Ryan Tannehill can do and if he continue to win with his Titans teams. The Titans, they just need a decent quarterback. They have a really good defense. Um, but that that's the one I'm I'm fascinated by. The Titans are three and a half point underdogs on the road. I like the Titans there too, I think. And maybe I'm foreshadowing some things here. Um, so let's go to the number one game for the week. This one's really obvious for me, but maybe it's not as obvious uh, I, It's for you. the same for me as well. Okay. Patriots at, at Baltimore? Uh, yeah, I didn't even need to confirm that. And, yep. And how about this line? New England, three-point underdogs on the road. And uh, Baltimore always gives them fit. That's the one team that's always given them fits. No, no, no. Uh, no. The, New England's not three-point underdogs. Oh, so, I'm sorry. New England's three-point favorites, which is uh, you know a really minuscule line considering how good they've been playing. Right. Granted, they've been playing against a lot of bad competition, so yes, this will be have. their first real test of the year. Um, the At Buffalo is their only other test, and they barely escaped out of that one, honestly. Uh, but th- yeah, this will be fascinating. I, I really, really am looking forward to seeing how Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens scheme against this Patriots defense. I think that's the matchup of the week and possibly um, for this whole NFL season. There's just a lot going on there. Is Lamar Jackson going to try to run for 100 yards again? Nick Chubb ran all over the Patriots last weekend. Um, that was the one thing the Browns did do good. Um, I'm I'm just really intrigued. I don't think I think Baltimore throws the ball maybe 15 times in this game. It, honestly, I yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to ball control. Um, you know, the Ravens. One thing that's positive about them is every time they have a big game, they step up for it. At least in these last two years, right? Ever since Lamar's been been at the helm, uh, both times with the Chiefs, you know, like they never just get blown out. You know, even if it, if the team's like way better. But uh, personally, I I don't see it really. Going the Ravens' way, I think. Uh, I think the Patriots will put a lid on them. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but uh, I definitely think Patriots, uh, you know, are con- are in control of this one. Yeah. Um, so those are our top three. Or wait, what's your? Oh yeah, you, that was your save. You had yep. the same number one. All right. I mean, there's a lot of other good games. Uh, Cowboys, Giants, even on Monday nights, a halfway decent one. Seahawks, Buccaneers. Who knows what the hell Jameis Winston uh, shows up in that <laughs> yeah. one. Colt Steelers, that's pretty much a pick em. I'm I'm convinced that any game featuring Jameis Winston could be the, the top game of the week. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to call this... Um, the wild, the wild. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I, I'm just gonna I'm <laughs> go just gonna, there. Nope, you gotta go I'm there. I'm just gonna call it the dumpster fire uh, game of the week, and that is the Jets playing at the Miami Dolphins. Oh my God, I I, I just can't believe this. Game. This is 
Redskins Dolphins 2.0 essentially. Uh, the Dolphins have been playing like they want to win. I know. And I actually think they, they're three point underdogs at home against the Jets here. And I actually kind of like the Dolphins. I I was I had got to win right all year for my Survivor League. I've had this game pegged for the Jets time to take the W for this one, but I had to take them off. I'm going a different game because I think the Dolphins probably will probably will come out there and fucking beat the Jets. I mean they're they're playing really. Uh, they're playing really fits magic, man. Good. I mean, they're playing decent enough where they can compete for a, a win. Compete. That's all we're saying. <laughs> um, but but I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's really good. And actually, the Lions Raiders as well is a pretty good game. Um, but let's move on to our most popular segment, the one everybody's making money off of. Barney, you said you were five and one last week. Um, I know you picked five, but there was like a Thursday night thing that we did right there uh, that you also hit on. Um, that's why you're five and one. But uh, man, yeah, I mean, I people I are making money. I couldn't leave. Uh, once you said, yeah. you know, what are we supposed to do on on Thursdays? Yeah. I, I had to throw out that under there. Right. So the Thursday under is really doing nicely. This hey, year. so five and zero oh right now on Thursdays. I'm, I'm looking to I'm looking to to go six and zero oh this week. All right, so let's go to Barney's best bets. And Barney, I'm going to let you take it. So what's your first bet? Yeah, so the first one we're going to lead off with Thursday's game. All right, um, yes. You know, San Fran minus ten at Arizona. Maybe, maybe Halloween is an appropriate game this week for Arizona, as it's anyone's guess who's under the helmet lining up for the Cardinals at running back, uh, with injuries to Chase Edmonds and David Johnson, journeyman, and former Lion Zach Center, yes, and Alfred Morris, who were just signed this week, will compete with newly acquired Dolphins running back Kenyon Drake. Uh, but there is little resemblance between the unbeaten 49ers and the three stiffs that Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals just beat. With arguably one of the league's best defenses facing a rookie QB without uh, his best option in, in Johnson and is protected by a bunch of mall cops, I expect San Fran uh, to take care of business quickly almost... Almost like a trick-or-treating veteran who knows just where the houses are that pass out the king-size candy bars. <laughs> I think they're going to come in, take care of business, minus 10. I would probably take him at a couple, uh, even a couple more points. So I feel like there's some truth uh, when you speak about that Halloween candy finding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, a little you, personal truth over there. Uh, if, <laughs> I always mapped it out. Yeah. Always went. <laughs> I just switched switch costumes. Oh, um, man. Uh but the, I'm just glad you're giving the people what they want, the Thursday night bet. Yeah, yeah. they want to make money on Thursday and that, Sunday. That's a lot of points for Arizona, and I like Arizona when they get points, but they don't have DJ out there, and I he's a big component as to why I They like did them. just trade for Kenyon Drake. They did. But uh, he'll be limited, they said. Exactly. So, Zenner, baby. Uh on my other podcast, on my other podcast, Drinking Blue Kool-Aid at Detroit Lions Podcast, the shameless plug, um, <laughs> we... We're in love with Zach Center. We hated to see him go. So kudos to him for finding uh, two jobs in like two weeks uh, with the Saints and then the Cardinals. So good job, Zach Center. Rooting for you, buddy. All, All right. right. Let's see your second one, man. I'm not rooting for him. So just to put that <laughs> out there, uh, neither are our <laughs> listeners. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to follow the first game of the week with the second game. Uh, I'm talking about the morning matchup of Jackson Houston. Uh, the line right now is set at 46 and a half, and I love the under. Mm. Bill O'Brien, he might be scouting Chelsea or Arsenal right now for some defensive help after J.J. Watt was just KO'd with a shoulder injury versus the Raiders. Uh, in their previous matchup in week two, Doug Marone went uh, for two in the final seconds, just like we mentioned earlier. Uh, but they failed. Um, but in the past three meetings, they've been consistently comfortable at coming up short in the point totals as all three meetings failed to surpass a 30-point total. I'm betting that this game will look more like the same after a long flight to London. Um, I don't think they have it. I think it's gonna, the trend's going to be the same. 46.5, it's the fourth highest line. I don't know what they're smoking. I'm taking the under. Yeah, the Jaguars only exceeded that three times this year, and one time was against the Chiefs. One time was against the Broncos and then the Panthers, so they haven't uh, exceeded that total in a while. Um, I, I think I like that call, Bernie. 
Uh, I'm just really hoping that uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew doesn't yep. torch torch a a, a very <laughs> shitty secondary because that's the only way I I feel if they make it a shootout, which I don't think they'll make it. If they make it a shootout, then then it's definitely going the over. Yeah, I like how the Texans traded for Gary and Conley. And then the Raiders kind of exposed that guy. John Gruden is a ruthless motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, what's your number three? My number three game. And you're going to like the sound of this one. All right? I think I might, if I know what you're talking about. We're going to go Detroit plus two at Oakland. Oh, I love it, baby. I love it. Uh, Since Detroit's quarterback, Matt Stafford, is in the midst of his best season ever, I would recommend bucking Oakland in its first home game since September 15th. Yeah, that's wild, man. That is wild. They've been away for a month and a half from home. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Stafford and his dangerous wide receiver trio of Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, and Danny Amendola will be problematic for a permissive Raider D, who is giving up 27.4 points per game, ranking them 30th in the league. Pair that with the fact that they only have 13 sacks and four interceptions, I think Stafford is going to have himself a day. Sure, the Lions D is just as bad, but the Raiders are not as lethal at the wide receiver position as you know, their tight end, Darren Waller, has collected more than twice as many receptions as their number two guy. Keep in mind that the Lions, who nearly upset Kansas City and Green Bay, are 5-1 and one in their last six games as a dog. Yes. I I mean, I, I really, you know I love that one. Man, Stafford is playing so good, man, and he's going on the road against that porous Oakland defense. I really like that matchup. Even if Oakland, you know, uh, plays keep away with the ball and, and tries to, you know, turn the clock and run all over Denver, I, 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 I or I'm sorry, all over Detroit, I think that Matt Stafford just needs about two minutes to march down because their their secondary is awful and Matt Stafford's good. So Lions have had some struggles against the run defense, um, but. Last week against Saquon Barkley, they held him to his lowest run total of the year, just over 60 yards. Um, I'd see the same thing happening with Jacobs. And then the the Oakland defense is so – they are 28th, I think, in defense. So I really like that matchup. And I might, might be agreeing with you here in a moment. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'm going to go with Green Bay, minus four at LAC. Hmm. Uh, As the Chargers' temporary home has been overrun by all sorts of visiting fans, it will be no surprise this weekend when it turns into Lambeau Field West as every Packer fan in Cali, in which there are plenty, likely surfs StubHub this week. Uh, These poor Chargers have failed to cover all four home games and just two of their past 11 games. There's a chance that Aaron Rodgers gets back his top target Devontae Adams, which will only cause more problems for their old and depleted defense, who will fail to cut the cheese. Oh. That was cheesy. But I'll wrap it up with, a, <laughs> with, a, with another game. Um, it's our favorite game of the week. Yeah. New England, uh, just a three-point favorite. Mm. Uh, I'm licking my chops at this one. Uh, This is an intriguing Sunday night clash between two division-leading teams that could possibly meet again in the AFC Championship. Uh, And while I have the utmost respect for Baltimore's uh, unique and special quarterback, Lamar Jackson, I seriously doubt that he continues to to be such a force against the NFL-leading New England defense. They're averaging, like I said, under a touchdown, 5.4 points per game. And they have 31 sacks and 19 interceptions. I don't expect uh, all those turnovers to keep up, but those sacks will will stay the same, and and that that point differential is just crazy. But they're spearheaded by linebacker Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins. Uh, the heart and brains of the the front seven, and perennial all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Conversely, the future Hall of Fame quarterback Tom Brady should have little trouble methodically moving the chains with his new toy, Mo new versus a Ravens defense that just can't seem to get after their quarterbacks this season and has trouble versus upper-tier field generals. Moreover, Belichick is now the third head coach in history to of the NFL to have 300 wins 
and he has won an NFL record 21 straight versus rookie or second-year QBs. The fast starting Pats have outscored foes 88-6 to in the first quarter this year. Crazy. And will look to do it again at M&T Bank Stadium. And, and, and honestly, that stat I put out there is because these lines, at least half when you go, you know, first half games, I mean, they're an absolute yeah. lock. Every It's almost like every time the, the Patriots had the ball to start the game, they score a touchdown anyways. So, uh, you know, the fact that they they have such an egregious uh, separation in, in, in point differential, uh, that, you know, I just watched that all out there. That's just a little tidbit for you guys. All right, man. Those those are Barney's best bets. Barney, looking forward to another good week out of you, man. Uh, you're just staying hot. I love it. Uh, it, I hope everybody is uh, following through on the best that he recommends because he's he's just crushing it over there, man. Um, I'm going to go with – so I'm just going to tell you my be- best really quick, not too much analysis. Like Barney always gives out so graciously every week. <laughs> um, I love Detroit on the road. Love Detroit. Uh, I just think they match up really well, and that is both a biased and unbiased opinion, if that is possible to give out at the same time. Um, I'm doing it. I also don't worry. You haven't been you haven't been biased this whole season. So. <laughs> I also really like the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I also really like the Titans plus four um, on the road at Carolina. I think they match up really well with them. And Tannehill, I think, is better than Kyle Allen. I really like the Colts. One point favorites on the road right now. I think that's a really good matchup for them. Pittsburgh not looking too good. They are at home. They always play better at home. And then I'm gonna do a uh, three team tease. And this is going to be a seven-point teaser. I, I think this is our first teaser. Of yeah, the this is. Yeah, so a, a seven-point teaser. So Philadelphia right now, minus five at home against the Bears. You tease that down seven points. Philadelphia plus two. I really like that. Then I like Jacksonville. They're plus two in London right now. Um, tease that up to plus nine. I really like them to cover that. I think seven games in a row, if you included the Jaguars in a seven-point teaser, they would have covered. So that's something to note right there. And then the third one, whatever Minnesota is most likely going to be underdogs. Uh, whatever the line is at, uh, I'm guessing it's going to be two and a half. If Patrick Mahomes plays, it might be minus four. Um, if so, if it's higher than two and a half, I'm going to take it no matter what. But I, So what's I, the ceiling? I think Minnesota's going to win. Uh, so any... Anything uh, Minnesota's at, I'm going to add plus seven. If Minnesota gets maybe to like minus three as, as favorites, then I would say stay away. But if Minnesota's at all an underdog, I would include them as well. Um, nice. But if not, substitute the Colts in that teaser. Sure. To be plus six on the road. I, I like that little teaser action. Yeah, man. Uh, teasers are fun. Uh, they're, they're, re- they're really fun. I usually get screwed by one team, so. <laughs> um, but not this week, not this week, especially if the Vikings can remain underdogs on the road. But I think that's going to cover everything uh, that we had midseason, uh, a lot of good football left. It's crazy. The football season just flies by, man, just flies by. It's so sad, but it's so much fun, the, the whole ride. Um, but we want to thank everybody for listening. This is the Big Z Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please review on iTunes. Um, we can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Instagram, Big Z Podcast. Twitter, at Big Z Podcast. Um, do you have any social media things to throw out there, Barney, or any way to, or any uh, anything you just want to throw out there last minute, or just to shout out to anybody, even? No, no, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we hope that your weekend is more exciting than the NFL trade deadline. I'm the man, I got the plan When it hits the fan, do all I can do